We're planning an amazing agenda for APA 2020, the American Psychological Association's annual meeting, and we need your help. We're looking for engaging speakers to share their expertise with thousands of psychologists from around the world. Is your work innovative and influential? Can your ideas help others solve challenges and advance the discipline? Do you have experiences that will inspire others? If so, we invite you to submit a proposal. To learn more, please visit convention.apa.org proposals or click the link in our show notes. Psychologists are improving more than people's mental health. Obesity, smoking, heart disease, all of these physical health problems often involve behavior. In this episode, Dr. Norman Anderson, CEO of the American Psychological Association, explains how psychologists play an essential role on healthcare teams alongside physicians and other medical professionals. I'm Audrey Hamilton, and this is Speaking of Psychology. Today, we are talking to Dr. Norman Anderson. Dr. Anderson is the CEO of the American Psychological Association and the director of the Association's Center for Psychology and Health. As our nation strives to improve health outcomes for all Americans, the APA and its Center for Psychology and Health are working to expand psychology's role in health by improving access to psychological and behavioral health services, particularly in primary care settings. Welcome, Dr. Anderson. Thank you. Good to be here. Dr. Anderson, could you explain in more detail the reasons for creating the APA Center for Psychology and Health? Well, we have a strategic plan in APA, and one of the goals in the strategic plan is to advance psychology's role in improving the nation's health. Most people understand that psychology and psychologists have a role in improving mental health, things like depression and anxiety. But they don't really understand that we have a very important contribution to make in improving overall health, even physical health. Our research has shown very clearly that behavioral and psychological factors contribute greatly to things like heart disease, uh, the, the course of cancer, HIV AIDS, uh, diabetes. So we have a very important role to play in overall health, not just mental health. So the Center for Psychology and Health was created to really galvanize the resources we have uh, within the central office to advance this overall goal uh, in health. One of the goals of the Affordable Health Care Act is to have integrated health care teams. Can you tell us what those are and why they're important? Integrated health care teams are very important in improving the overall health of, of patients. Because we know that all health problems are multifaceted, they involve biological factors, psychosocial factors, behavioral factors, it's really important that you have the right mix of professionals working with patients on their health problems. Uh, For example, it's important that physicians work hand-in-hand with psychologists or other mental health professionals, with nurses, with people from physical therapy, from a whole host of disciplines to really serve the whole patient, to meet the whole patient's health care needs. And research is beginning to show that 
when you do take this whole person approach to health, patient outcomes actually improve and there can be some cost savings. What kinds of behaviors are associated with disease? I mean, how exactly can a psychologist help treat disease? Well, in multiple ways. You know, for example, at the, the most basic level, uh, physicians are not really trained, unless they're trained in psychiatry, to, to address mental health problems or to treat mental health problems. So it's very important that those mental health problems get addressed in primary care. You know, primary care is really on the front lines of healthcare. So it's really important to have that mental health component available for patients right there within primary care. But beyond mental health care, it's very important that you have professionals like psychologists available to address health behaviors more generally. Things like diet, smoking, uh, exercise, but also things like psychological stress, uh, which is a major contributor to the course of, of illness. Essentially, behavioral and, and social factors contribute to health and illness uh, across the whole a continuum from the initiation of diseases. For example, stress can actually change biology in ways uh, to lead to a greater, um, greater propensity to, to develop certain health problems. Uh, these same factors can be used to prevent uh, health problems, such as helping a person develop more healthy lifestyle habits, such as uh, quitting smoking, losing weight, can actually pr help prevent uh, illnesses, but also if a person has an illness like heart disease, certain factors like depression mm. and stress can actually accelerate the course of their arteries occluding that is getting clogged and lead to a heart attack. So throughout the whole continuum of, of illness, behavioral and social factors are important and they have to be addressed. What is on the 2014 agenda for the Center for Psychology and Health? Well, the center works in four primary areas. Uh, we work on uh, uh, advocacy, education and training of psychologists, uh, communicating with our members and the public, and outreach to other organizations. Uh, and so we're, we've got things planned in each of those areas. For example, with advocacy, we're working to ensure that financing is available to help foster some of these uh, integrated care teams that I spoke about uh, earlier. Right now, we really don't have good models to give uh, the public access to these teams. Mm -hmm. So we're working with various organizations to help create those models. It's also very important that we communicate with psychologists about the importance of learning about participating in integrated care teams and in primary care. Most psychologists, frankly, weren't trained in this field, so we have to educate our own uh, profession about the importance of this and provide training uh, tools to help them get up to speed so they can participate as professionals. You know, one example of this is we have something called a, a briefing sheet mm -hmm. series, which we are doing in collaboration with our uh, interdivisional health care Coalition. These are divisions of APA who are interested in health, who've been really helpful to us in putting together fact sheets, briefing sheets that we call them, on various aspects of health, such as uh, psychologists working in primary care, uh, psychologists working on, on the problem of chronic pain and obesity. So 
this is sort of a first level of education for psychologists to get uh, a brief one-page overview of how psychologists contribute to preventing or treating uh, some of these, these uh, so-called physical health problems. We also use those briefing sheets uh, to help create content for our website uh, so they can be found there. And frankly, this type of podcast series, we, we will use those briefing sheets as um, a context to bring in psychologists who are experts in things like chronic pain uh, to, to share that information with, with our members and, and the public as well. Well, thank you, Dr. Anderson, for joining us. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. For more information about the Center for Psychology and Health, visit our website at speakingofpsychology.org. With the American Psychological Association's Speaking of Psychology, I'm Audrey Hamilton.